0: Welcome to the Point is to Serve podcast. We want to encourage you towards a vibrant and active faith in Jesus Christ. For more information about our ministry, visit our website at thepointistoserve.org. And now, here's this week's teaching. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, Good noontime, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is that you happen to be watching this. Um, You know, the irony is not lost on me. That last Sunday, we were looking at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, uh, where it says, Let us not neglect our meeting together. And here we are, meeting together from home. So, but you know what? Uh, Jesus said that the Sabbath wasn't meant to be a big burden on human beings. It's actually here to help us. Uh, and so I would sense that God would rather have us sitting at home where we're warm and safe rather than just freezing in a ditch somewhere. Okay? And the beautiful thing is that we haven't canceled worship okay, because our lives are worship, okay? So we are gonna just continue to worship this morning. Hallelujah, okay? Um, And it's kind of an odd day because we're starting a new sermon series and we're gonna be looking at Philippians. Uh, So if you're at home and you have your Bibles, uh, go ahead, find your Bibles. We're gonna be looking at Philippians chapter one, verses one through 11. You can pause the video and go get that and we'll be back here shortly. But if you have your Bible already, uh, before we get to it, I just want to give you a little background. Um, uh, the Philippians is it's a short letter that was written by Paul while he was in prison, uh, either in Ephesus or in Rome. That could probably be debated, but um, he wrote it to this little church in Philippi, which uh, a little side note here. I heard a joke when I used to deliver pizzas at Little Caesars, one of the guys that worked there. And uh, when was Paul a baker? When he was in Philippi, <laughs> thank you. I'm just going to pretend everybody's roaring with laughter right now at that one. and build up my confidence. Uh, but anyways, uh, in the Roman Empire, here's the thing. Uh, it was dangerous to preach that Jesus is Lord because in Rome, Caesar was Lord. They even said that Caesar was the son of God. All right, like we, they worshiped the emperor. Like it was a very nationalistic, very patriotic environment to live in. And so when somebody comes in and they start saying, no, Caesar's not Lord. He's not the son of God. Jesus is Lord. He's king. He's the son of God. And we give our allegiance to him and nobody else. Uh, well, Rome doesn't look kindly on that. Uh, you're going to be thrown in prison because you are now an enemy of the state. And so this is why Paul is sitting in prison. Uh, but fortunately, the Philippian church is really awesome. Because you see back in that day, uh, if you were in prison, Rome wasn't going to foot the bill for your food. So you needed to provide your own means. And so this Philippian church that Paul had planted a while back, uh, they're just so faithful. They're so good. They gave generously of what they had. They, and they sent one of their own people, uh, Epaphrodites, to go into this kind of dangerous situation uh, to take care of Paul. And in fact, even at one point we learn in Philippians that like he almost died. He got so sick. Uh, so it just shows how committed these Philippians are not only to the gospel but to Paul uh, personally too. So this letter is also really encouraging and it's empowering to the people um, because it continues to be uh, it continues to be so for us today. Um, so we're going to just dive into this letter and we're going to take a look at it. We're going to look at Philippians 1 1 through 11. This letter, is from Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus. I'm writing to all of God's holy people in Philippi who belong to Christ Jesus, including the church leaders and deacons. May God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with joy, for you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I'm certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you. For you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and in defending and confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you and long for you with the tender compassion of Christ Jesus. I pray that your love will keep will overflow more and more and you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. For this will bring much glory and praise to God. Hallelujah. Uh, You know how if a parent is asked to uh, say which one of their children they like the most, they're going to say, I can't say that. Like, they're just all different. You know, like, I like this person for this reason. And I like this person for this reason. But, uh, you know, probably the same thing with church planters. If you ask Paul, like, he planted all these different churches, which one's your favorite? He'd say, I don't, I don't have a favorite. But if you really pressed him on it, he'd probably be like, okay, it's the Philippians. Like, Paul had a special place in his heart for the Philippians because uh, they were such wonderful people. Um, He says, every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. And it's like every time Paul sat there in prayer, uh, when he'd get to the point, you know, like he's praying for all these different churches. uh, And then he gets to the point where he's praying about the Philippians. And that's when his heart kind of starts to pitter patter a little bit. And the smile comes across his face. And he's filled with joy and warm fuzzies for them because they're such good people. Like, have you ever felt that way about a person or a group of people? Like, when just thinking about them brings a smile to your face. It, it brings the warm fuzzies. That's kind of the relationship that Paul had with the, Galatia, or the, with the uh, Philippian believers. Uh, and this is kind of the tone of the whole letter. It, it's one of warmth. It's one uh, of tender compassion toward his audience, the people that he's writing to. Um, and this is because these people, they're not just passive spectators to the things that Paul was teaching, okay? Um, they were partners with him in it. Uh, When he taught them about the grace of Jesus Christ and forgiveness and and the pouring out of the Holy Spirit and how they were made Christ-like through the power of the Spirit, they didn't just receive that and keep it to themselves. They went out and shared it. They told other people about the good news. Uh, And not only that, but uh, Paul benefited personally from their faithfulness because they took care of him. They went out of their way uh, to go and to be present to him. And that's why Paul says, you have a special place in my heart. Like, God knows how much I love you and how much I love you with the tender compassion of King Jesus. I I love that he describes Jesus in that way. And you know what? As I've been reflecting on this passage, um, I I found myself connecting with Paul uh, in the way that he had such a genuine affection toward uh, the church in Philippi because that's the way that I feel about you all at the point, You know, I've served uh, quite a few different contexts over the years as youth pastors, worship leaders, and I've just been, like, helping out with other churches and whatnot. Uh, But you know what? If you really press me to say, and I might be a little biased, uh, who's my favorite, I'd probably have to say the point, you know? Because you all, um, you've just been so faithful. You're so generous. You're so open to the work of the Holy Spirit. And what's God calling us to do now? You don't get stuck in the spot, uh, but you're always maturing and you're always growing. You're always becoming more and more Christ like. And I see it all the time. I see it even this last week. You know, I don't know if you know, but it's really cold outside. Uh, and, you know, the other day um, we were supposed to do feeding in South Dakota. And at one point they hadn't canceled it yet. And so we were going to be doing this and it was going to be like negative 20 degrees. And everybody who signed up was like, yep, I'm going to do it. And we asked for a few more people to come help out. And people were like, yep, I'll do it. I'll I'll even bring my kids along with me. And you know, also we could have a rotation and some people could sit inside. And it's like normally people run away from that stuff because like it's hard, uh, but you all run toward it. Like that's the kind of people that we have here at the point. Or the other day I, I was looking for addresses because we're going to be sending out the, the year-end giving statements and whatnot. You know, that, that's kind of mundane, tedious stuff. But when I contacted people and I saw your names and it reminded me of like, this: these people are just giving, giving, giving generously because they're contributing to what God's doing here uh, through in and through the point is to serve. Um, it's just It just fills me with joy. And just like Paul, you know, like he, he's being helped out when he's in prison. I, I, I haven't been to prison at least not that I've told you about yet. Uh, but no, I really have not been to prison yet. Um, and so the thing is, I've been through some stuff this last year, and you know that. Uh, but man, you have been a pastor to the pastor. And so like that that affection that Paul has, like it's very personal. Uh, there's just so many layers to it that are beautiful. And, and when Paul says, you have a special place in my heart. God knows how much I love you and long for you with the tender compassion of King Jesus. That's how I feel about you all at the point. I resonate with that. I I connect with that. And I think you know what I'm talking about too, because I think you feel the same way about what God's doing here. And you know, just another reflection is, I just thought about like 2,000 years ago, this was written, all right? Now think about it. Like, the leader of the church, one of the main leaders, is sitting there rotting in prison, all right? This little fledgling community. Like, there's no way this thing's going to last. And here we are, almost 2,000 years later, reading this thing. And the same thing is happening. We continue to just be in awe and rejoice at the way that the Holy Spirit is changing people's lives and working through churches all over the world, but especially churches like ours here at The Point is to serve. That is incredible that God continues to sustain us and bring his kingdom about. And one day he's having his work in us and one day he's gonna bring it fully to completion. So toward the end of the section, because Paul just loves these people so much, he's got a prayer for them. And he lists some things. Uh, I I identified maybe five things that you could say uh, that he was praying for here. And that is the first thing is that he prays that their Christ-like love would overflow more and more. Because that's the thing, friends. It's just all about loving like Jesus. That's at the center of everything that God wants for us. It's what we're created for. And so it's the very first thing that Paul's like, that's my first prayer. Um, But the second thing is that they would grow in knowledge and understanding, okay? You know, it's important that we as Christians use our brains, too, not just our heart. And so there's this beautiful blending of the head and the heart. We need to learn to think critically about our faith, about our life. Uh, We need to learn uh, to be discerning about things, okay, that there should be some wisdom. And that's the third thing, is discernment, okay, Uh, because you know what? Love looks different in all sorts of different contexts. And so what does love look like in this situation? What, what's good? What would God have us be doing? This is another thing that Paul wants for his people. Fourth uh, is that Jesus would fill our lives with the fruit of Christ-like love and that we would be uh, pure and blameless. Okay, That when Jesus returns, he shows up and he shows a bunch of people that he's just like applauding us because we're being Christ-like. We're being uh, the, the fruit of our lives. And because Jesus is working through us by his spirit uh, is evident. Uh, and then the fifth one is that our Christ-like loves would just make God famous. That they would bring glory and honor to God so that when other people see the Christ-like love and the compassion and the grace and the tenderheartedness that we have and the forgiveness that we have for other people that God has given to us, that they'd say, who's this God that you worship? Because he sounds pretty cool. And that's what Paul prays for us. And you know what? I'm going to end today by saying that prayer for us. Uh, that we're going to pray these things that Paul prayed over the church in Philippi almost 2,000 years ago and continues to breathe that prayer over us today. So uh, would you please bow with me while we're apart from each other, but we're, we're still together. God, we thank you for your scriptures, because uh, without them we can't know this stuff about you, and yet here they are. Uh, and so we see, Lord, that this isn't just a bunch of heady information, uh, but it's a compassionate, uh, tender-hearted letter with people with real relationships, a real person like Paul with real people uh, that he lists their names in this letter, just like uh, us today, uh, real people in real church contexts uh, where there's so much joy and there's so much excitement in the midst of a world that can be hostile toward you. Um, so, Lord, would you sustain us? in this mission that you've called us to? Would you help us to grow, as Paul prayed for, uh, in our love, our Christ-like love, that we would just become more and more like Jesus uh, in our love, in our hearts, our forgiveness, our kindness? Uh, Would you also help us uh, to be wise and understanding? Give us knowledge, Lord. Help us to know you better. Help us to know uh, how to live in this world properly. Uh, Would you give us discernment, Lord, uh, to know how to love well, uh, to see where you're at work uh, and to join you in those places too. Uh, We also pray, Jesus, that you would fill us with the fruit of Christlikeness, that we would be uh, blameless uh, and that we would be people who are pure in heart, not legalistic, not mean, not rude, but just full of kindness and compassion um, and the fruit of the Spirit. Lord, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all of those things that uh, are really, it's just Jesus, you embodied them. Um, And finally, Lord, too, we pray that all of this, uh, that our faithfulness would put flesh onto this whole Christianity thing. uh, And that people would say that it's beautiful and that we would make you famous, God. Thank you for this holy calling on our lives. I thank you for the point is to serve. Uh, I thank you that we can be flexible even in times like this. And Paul gets thrown in prison and he just continues to preach. We have a really cold snow day and we just continue to preach and and share the gospel and and to grow and uh, be discipled, Lord. So we love you and thank you for what you're doing among us. Uh, Pray that you continue to do it more so that we can glorify your name, Father, because you are beautiful. You are like Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, everybody, go in peace, serve the Lord. Thanks for tuning in to the Point is to Serve podcast. For more information about pursuing a relationship with Jesus Christ or information about the Point is to Serve ministry, please visit our website at thepointistoserve.org. Thank you, and may God bless you.